You are now listening to Rest Days. Welcome back to Rest Days. We are really leaning into the name of the podcast today. So let's have an honest conversation about sleep. My name is Maria Sylvester Terry, and I'm here today with my co-host. Hello, I'm Lauren Lavelle. And we are thrilled to get this party started, but it's a pretty chill party, if I can say so myself. Before we get there, we're going to, of course... Big shout out to our 19 patrons on Patreon. We absolutely love you all. Thank you. Cue the clapping soundtrack. We need one. We need to yes. like press the. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Big shout out to our latest 100% battery patron, Melissa. Thank you for supporting us and for being um, one of our top tier patrons. You can find us at patreon.com/slash podcast for video episodes, behind the scenes content, and our very first Q and A, which will be coming up soon for our patrons. It Yay. wouldn't. It would not be an episode of Rest Days without a little clickbait. Yay. Yay. Um, I'm going to let Lauren go last today uh, because mine is not related to sleep. It's actually, they don't have to be related. They don't have yeah, to be. Yeah. They don't have to be. There's no rules. Um, I am bringing this back. If you remember Wrecking Ball Routine and crockpot season we talked about how to adapt your routine for the seasons and what happens when you're super all or nothing about your routine and i talked a little bit about skincare you learned that i'm a skincare girly and lauren is on her way to becoming one i'm new (laughs) and i have been pretty good at evading clickbait i felt impervious to clickbait on instagram like why am i not getting this i was only seeing it if y'all sent it to me and then I went on Facebook. Mm, yes, and, the clickbait. Uh, I will share it on Patreon because it's a screenshot from my laptop. But I got, I got advertised, quote, the best hormonal acne supplement on the market. I had shared openly that I'm struggling with hormonal acne. I always have. My mom did. My sister does. And it says, Lauren, it's magic in a bottle. They're not even lying. They're just saying it now. They're saying it. Yeah, they're like openly, this is the best. They're just saying, stop acne at its source. Notice the glow in just seven days. Okay, listen, no one said I wasn't glowing. I just right. have a little struggle, a struggle area. So and I also, don't seven days, it. seven days when you're talking about hormones? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Correct. Yeah, just seven days for the glow to kick just in. Immediate. Like, does it come with a free ring light? Is that where the glow is coming from? Because it's not coming from my insides. Say more about it. Did you find anything else out about it? Uh, Yeah, so it's saying it's a revolutionary way to control acne. Um, It's the best supplement on the market. saying it's the most effective hormonal acne supplement. It's uh, something called Clear Stem. And the ingredients are, it's, of course, a big old dose of vitamin A, which y'all could be kind of dangerous if it's not the right form or source of vitamin A. Your skin it has... just like shriveled up. <laughs> or like I get like eruptive acne. It has um, digestive blend, like a proprietary blend. And what's dangerous about proprietary blends is 
companies have to tell you what's in the blend, but they don't have to tell you how much of each ingredient it has. So it could have like, if it has 500 milligrams of a proprietary blend, 499 could be turmeric and one, one milligram could be the like secret ingredient that, you know, it's going to help change your life. So it's frustrating there and it has turmeric, dandelion, um, it has a bunch of other ingredients and I'm kind of nervous about them all being in one pill to be honest. It just seems like I don't want to keep throwing a ton of vitamins in my body. I actually want to know what's the, the, the source of the hormone piece, right? So I kind of felt like, oh, man, not only is it so clickbaity, but it also literally states it's magic in a bottle. And I just felt like my face got slapped by Facebook. Oh, yeah. I think it's so hard, too, because when it comes to your face, when it comes to your skin, it's, it's, every, like it's very, you know, out, out in front. It's out in front. And so you can right. feel some type of way about it. Like it's, you know, you're, you kind of feel a little desperate sometimes um, when those things are happening. I, mean, I know right now I'm like literally all greased up because my eczema is out of control. <laughs> um, yeah, yeah. But like, I think that, you know, I mean, that's what clickbait is, right? It's just like preying on those little things and you're like, oh, wow, I just went onto Facebook and it's like the witching hour for my credit card. So I'm going <laughs> to I'm going to say yes to this. Yeah. It's a yes for me. Yeah. And right. it just it felt very much like I was pulling at my heartstrings and my wallet strings. And yeah. then I had a really bad dream, which is related to what you're about to tell us. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yes. So I did not I I don't think this is clickbait. It was for us when it came out because I remember yes. both of us had talked about this. But it has since been updated, and it is about melatonin and children. As a reminder, neither of us have human children. Um, and both of us have nannied in the past, and I spent some time with families who either did or did not, like, do, like, a bedtime gummy or, like, you know, at a certain age, maybe the kids mm -hmm. would get that. And who doesn't love a bedtime gummy? I mean, come on. Um, so that part, right away, kids love that. But the uh, article is about how people <laughs> have overdosed their children on mm -hmm. melatonin. And um, people have had to take their kids to the emergency room or called poison control. And the statistic that really stood out was that from 2012 to 2021, the number of kids taking melatonin yearly increased by 530%. <laughs> My God, that's a lot of percent. It's so much percent. And, and like, we have talked about this. We talked about it when it came out because I feel like instantly when I saw it, I, I think I sent it to you last year when we were talking about it because I was just like, we talked about this before. We've talked about how it kind of feels a little strange. Again, everybody has different sleep cycles and we're going to get into it, but, but it can get out of out of hand when you're relying on these night night gummies to put your yeah, kids to sleep. Night night time. Yeah, it's more than the bedtime story, right? It's the bedtime story and the teeth brushing routine. And here's the couple gummies and the couple gummies. I mean, Lauren, I guess they build a tolerance, right? Is that what we're seeing? It's it's that, and it's also like what you had just said about the proprietary blends, right? Oh. Like, I think it's also that like it varies. Um, children, I'm sure you know, very, they're all different. <laughs> I, I don't know much about kids, but I think they might be people and they might be all different. Um, yeah, no, <laughs> but truly like, you know, everybody reacts differently to certain like vitamins and supplements. So I think that melatonin we will get into, but it's such a clickbaity thing in general that I 
I think many of us who have been desperate to get a good night's sleep have have like fallen for or like gravitated to because we've been yeah like that's what it's for right that's all that all that we know it for yes yes yeah and it it scares me because how many babysitters are gonna go and give these kids melatonies and (laughs) they're gonna be like uh lauren in this episode i'm kind of nervous yeah i just i feel like it's totally become a normal thing and you know again the rise of the gummy vitamins um remember when they were just like chalky little flintstones oh yeah and they were a little bitter a little sour i like that. i don't know i have a little yeah i have a little bit of a, an affection for that chalkiness the chalk like, era yeah they yeah. didn't they didn't make it masterful yet it's truly like i i shared this on instagram uh about two years ago sometimes if you're a little hungry you don't have any snacks. A cup of gummies will hit the spot. <laughs> Maria uses her vitamins to hold her over until she can find, like, a proper fruit snack. And that is, like, so good, but also just, like, so wild to me. I'm like, that is, that's not it, friend, but I'm glad that you're staying committed to your gummy vitamins. <laughs> like, the vitamin re, it all comes out right now. Um, I will say that I stopped doing that because I found that gummy vitamins were not nearly as like, they weren't, they were expensive. Some of them aren't as potent. They don't have the right blend because I want to put them in a gummy matrix, like magnesium glycinate. If you want to take that for sleep, which is a, you know, the variation of magnesium for recovery, it doesn't come in a gummy. No. So in so many ways, I kind of felt like, all right, gummies are easy. Yes, for your kid. Also, don't poison your children. Melatonin. But like other times, it is capsule time. I would like to state that there are there are grown-ups who do not swallow pills. Uh, yeah, that's true. Um, it's a forgotten it's a forgotten <laughs> sector, really. But I just wanted to bring that to you. Somebody who's listening might be that person, so I yeah. don't know. But, like, I'm, like, one of those people who's, like, I have 63 pills in my hand, and I will, like, pop them in and take one little sip of water and just be, like, fine. No, not even. Just just fine. Like, <laughs> just absolutely fine. And that's not about this episode. All right. Let's keep it moving. Yeah. So we've got some pillow talk. Um, Lauren, today's answers are yes no maybe we're gonna learn a little bit about lauren's sleep habits and i pulled some uh clickbaity <laughs> slash like sleep related habits oh that's that girl habits yeah these are that girl habits mm-hmm. um this is the not the five to nine girl this is the 10 to 6 or 10 to 5 girl i guess mm. um can Oof. you tell us yes no or maybe <laughs> yes no or maybe i mask never Oh, never. Okay. I wore, an, I wore an eye mask one time and then I overslept and missed my entire hike in Italy. That was, that was like recently? Yeah. That was the first the, time I wore an eye mask. The eye mask did it for you then. Well, yes. I mean like that actually might be a thing that is worth looking into if you know that you need to get good sleep. <laughs> correct. Correct. It was nice. Oh. Um, okay. but it was also not nice. Okay. Yes. No, maybe silk pillowcase. Yes. And we currently only have one, so it's literally just us, like, fighting over 
the same pillow at night. Um, Scott has somehow ended up using this silk pillowcase more <laughs> than I do. And like, look at my hair. Compared that, does not, to his. that does not seem right. Is it for his no. beard? Is he like place his beard on it? No, I think it's just the pillow he prefers. So I have to go get another pillowcase. Oh, well, you have two blankets. You might as well yes. have two. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes, no, maybe essential oils. Yes. What do you like? Um, but not, I guess maybe not a, a traditional essential oil here. We're talking about one of those, like, again, a nine-night spray. So it's a little mm. watered down. Um, I'm very much, like, committed to smells. Like, I have a candle burning at all time in my house. So at nighttime, obviously, I'm not going to sleep with a candle burning. Um, so I got to get, get some kind of, like, a room spray or something like that. It's usually a blend. Maybe it's a nice little lavender vanilla vibe or something like that. Um, and I also have to be very careful. Like I don't, I don't really like spray this that frequently or the cats have to be like out of the room. It's a whole thing. Um, because I don't want my daughters to get like sick from the essential oils. So yeah, I do like it. It's not maybe an all the time thing. It's a, it's an idea. Like I have it if I need it. Um, how do you feel about essential oils? Yeah, I love that. Um, well, I recently learned that my air purifier has a little section where I can pull up mm-hmm. the top and there's a little filter in there just for drops for oil. So I haven't tried that yet, but I'm interested. I used to do a diffuser for lavender and I really loved it. I just kind of got out of the practice of it. I think when we moved, like we just kind of like, ah, let's not take that with us. It was old. We need to replace it. But I'd love to get back into it. I think it's really nice for the room and setting that relaxing state. Okay. Fair. Fair. Smell is important. Yes. Okay. Yes, no, maybe. Blackout curtains. 100%. 100%. Gotta be. Gotta be 100% yes. Um, I, there was, there was one room in my grandma's house growing up that they weren't blackout curtains. It was just like, she had so much shit hanging up. (laughs) It was black. (laughs) But the window was blacked out. I swear. She was like, this is the wall where 37 quilts hang. Um, (laughs) And it literally, like, it was there. It was also because uh, she is a sensitive sleeper as well. Um, So I think it was with the intention of them being blackout curtains. But I know that that room, like, gets darker than any other room. Um, When we moved in, that was, like, one thing that we really were, like, I was very insistent. Scott can literally sleep through anything. Um, so it's not really an issue for truly anything. There have been times where I'm like, there's pandemonium going on outside and he's just like, me, 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 me. (laughs) So yeah, blackout curtains. Very, very good for me. Love it. Love them. I lived a long time without them and living on South street in Philadelphia. I don't know why we never had blackout curtains and we would go to sleep and it'd be basically daylight with the streetlights. And now with the blackout curtains, our lives are so much better. They're so great. Um, I'm very picky now. I can't sleep in a room that's not really dark. It's also, it also definitely helps with noise. So like it mitigates some of the noise that you get from living on a busy street as well as the light, Um, which, yeah. I never thought of that. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. White noise. Yes. No, baby. Oh, what's your, what's your white noise? It's my air purifier. Oh, there it is. <laughs> Same. I double duty, it. baby. It's going double duty. I'm like, this thing is crank this boy up. Winix, if you're listening, it's you. 
It's you and me, baby. <laughs> I love my air purifier for that reason. However, Caleb does not like the sound of the air purifier, so we have to like meet in the middle on either low or sleep mode, which is very quiet. Mm-mm. Is Scott okay with the white noise? Marie, I just said he could fall asleep on a freeway. Like, he okay, literally... Fair. fair. <laughs> he actually... He does prefer it. So, um, this is a, an aside, but, like, when Scott and I met, he had... He would watch, um, like, this traffic cam at night. It was just literally, like, a camera. I don't know where they were, but it was just, like, cars driving. And that what? was... Like, it was different views of that. And it was, like a nighttime station that was only on at night and it was just like traffic cams and he would go to sleep to the sound of like like car noises wow interesting worrying of cars yeah yeah so that put him to sleep so yeah he's he's all for the white noise okay great that's a partnership that you needed great Mm -hmm. all right hot one yes no maybe melatonies no melatonies Mm. no melatonies other other maybe sleep clickbaitable stuff that we could talk about, but not melatonies. Fair. Um, They don't, they don't do it for me. Yeah. I always get a really bad dream and then I can't wake up. I cannot wake up in the morning. It's so hard. Like I need to be alert. I need to be alert in the morning and I'm just like dragging. Caleb will take one every once in a while. We have them if we like really wanted one, but (laughs) if you want to wake up groggy, yeah. I'm feeling it, feeling kind of sluggish in personality. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. Okay, yes, no, maybe, cold room. Yes, and didn't, did I text you? Were you one of the people I texted, like, earlier this year when I found out Scott was keeping our house way hotter than it was supposed to be? Because he totally dadded out on the on the temperature in the house and put it no. to, like, where the little green thing said it was on eco. Oh, classic. And it was like 74 degrees. (laughs) And I know that that's not like whatever, but if you want to get into like nerdy sleep stuff, it's like usually like 62 to 65 is like ideal for sleeping. Yeah. Yeah. And he had it. I was sweltering. He was like, this is the eco mode. I'm like, we can't have eco mode right now. Mm -hmm. (laughs) No, eco mode is me kicking the sheets off at 2 o'clock in the morning and being exasperated about how sweaty I am. Yeah, and it's totally, like, I am, I feel very privileged to have, like, a working HVAC. We went, you know, we were window unit people yeah. for a very long time. I was window unit, per, like, kid growing up as well for most of it in um, California. But California, L.A. doesn't get as humid. So at night, it wouldn't be as, like, hard because it's not like held in with the humidity but here in philly it's just like oh my god like it never never really cools down so yes i mean you know you know that better than anyone um i sure do must be cool must be yeah we i mean we had a really rough hvac season um we learned that our meters were assigned to the wrong bill so our neighbors were paying our bill and we were paying our neighbor's bill and we're the ones with two dogs that can't be in a hot house. And y'all, I mean, even in New Orleans, you could have your air set at 72. It's going to be 82. It's just, it, your air conditioner cannot keep up with the heat. So mm-hmm. their bill was astronomical and we were like, we're doing okay. Well, the Entergy finally decided to switch them and we learned the hard way um, that, you know, there is a cost 
to a 68 degree room when you're sleeping. Mm -hmm. And I had to struggle a little bit with the 72, 73, which like I know is a super privileged conversation. I think it also goes to show that sometimes you make these financial choices and there are costs. Mm -hmm. There are costs to your sleep, costs to your routine, costs to the way that you're doing. And it's been yeah, nice. to your like health if you like get congested. At, like, <laughs> yes, yes. So we have just kind of leaned into, you know, different kind of sheets and making the room mm-hmm. cool ahead of time. So like making sure the blackout curtains are drawn and just kind of focusing on other elements of sleep because I really relied on a cold, cold room. And then mm-hmm. I realized <laughs> um, that was a pretty penny and I couldn't anymore. But I can't wait to sleep at my parents' house where it's 65 degrees, no matter what the weather is. And I think it's just because their house probably isn't well ventilated, <laughs> but, but I love it. It's just nice to have the windows open and have a cool breeze. Well, it is, and it and it's, like, not most people's reality to get to sleep in, like, a temperature-controlled environment all the time. And I think that one advantage of older homes is that like there are some like temperature regulation things that are built into like bricks yeah that are not built into what we're making houses with now and so a lot of those places really heavily rely on like an hvac system which again is just like a feedback loop and we're not having a not having an environmental episode but we are because when you think about keeping yourself cool it's going to get increasingly more important yeah, absolutely. And uh, that is your forte. I don't know if anyone else knows that, but you do know a lot about environmental studies. Um, so I think that gives us an idea of our yes, no, babies. Uh, we can't wait to see your answers on social media. We'll be sharing that with you. We are now going to pivot a little bit deeper into the personal stuff because sleep is different for everyone. I think that's a great place to start that the way Lauren sleeps doesn't make her, you know, doesn't mean that you're going to be successful fitness instructor with like two happy cats. Like the sleep doesn't equate to you get that person's life similar to like, you can't look like the person you want because by eating the way that they eat. Right. Mm -hmm. So let's start there. A little bit of nuance for everybody. I would love to know Lauren, what is sleep like for you now? Has it been different in the pandemic? Has it been different as you aged? Have you always been a sleepy little bear? Tell Mm. us about sleep for you. Okay, so first of all, um, I had a really good night's sleep last night. I just want to say that. I woke up this morning and I was like, dang. (laughs) Um, And I don't always feel like that. So it's worth noting. Sleep has been different um, through self-employment. So I guess you could say through the pandemic, but also even before that, um, you know, working for, working as like a contracted, you know, teacher, fitness instructor, I was like more picking my time and picking my schedule, which meant I got to sleep in a different way. And also now that Scott is working from home, our sleep is different as well because I am a very light sleeper and also have this like internal guilt about like I should be up with my partner Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. helping to expedite his process that is very slow. Um, he, (laughs) He would wake up so early for school and I was like, I would never do that. If I was a teacher, I would be my stuff would be packed the night before and my clothes would be laid out and then I would just, you know, robot my way through to get out the door. But he was like waking up and doing dishes and making food and listening to the news and yada, yada, yada. And I'm like, this makes me so nervous. But he was late (laughs) every day. Um, (laughs) 
<laughs> which is a thing that he does. So I am, we talked about this a little bit. I am the example of not your traditional sleep. Like I am not the five to nine before the nine to five because I go to sleep at like midnight. Um, and that's good. <laughs> that's, that's average and early for me. Um, I'm doing my Duolingo up until the wire. <laughs> until a wire um they'll be like you are about to lose your streak i'm like no it's 11:56, and i'm about to to not lose my streak <laughs> um so i go to sleep pretty late i guess and then i wake up i i i am a person who likes to get eight hours of sleep i do and i know that it's like you should get eight hours and then some people are like we are alphas who get five and a half hours <laughs> okay i'm like reality is a horror show i will spend the extra two and a half hours asleep thank yeah, you very yeah. much um <laughs> it's absolutely awful out here but um so i like to try to go for that and and you know we both wear something that tracks our sleep respectively yeah, yeah. you know to some point um and that's usually where I like thrive. I am also one of those people who, I don't know if this happens to you, but like when you get woken up like a very early and abruptly, like I instantly like just get like the shakes. I'm so like disoriented. Um, so I like to go through like, again, that's like that full sleep cycle. My whoop wakes me up mm -hmm. with a little buzzy and then we get it from there. That's kind of my, my jam. I love that. Yeah. And you, you are a little bit on the later side and you've mm -hmm. managed, you've managed to be really honest about that, uh, with the guilt pieces and needing eight hours. I find that, an, that we call this episode an honest conversation about sleep because sometimes people are afraid to say the honest things that are their sleep routine. And I don't think there's any shame in going to bed at 12 o'clock at night. Like that you've always sometimes gotten your best ideas at night or you can work while Scott falls asleep or something like mm -hmm. you use your time how you need to. And I love that. Yeah. And I know yeah. you're very different. So let's get into oh what my the, the classic, the classic, uh, that girl does. Oh what my she gosh. Do? I am, I don't mean to be that girl, but I just really, if we go back to episode one, back to school, like I have been so conditioned by my schooling that I, for the life of me, can't wake up any later than six or seven o'clock in the morning. Unless, <laughs> unless I really go out like till three or four in the morning in New Orleans and act like I have no responsibilities, I will sleep to like nine or 10. That's mm -hmm. still not enough sleep. So what I find is while I agree, I could really benefit from eight hours and I sure love that feeling of eight or even eight and a half, nine hours of sleep. Because my body wakes up so early, just naturally, today I woke up at 4.45 a.m. My alarm goes off at 5. And I was like, I hate it here. Hello, world. Yeah. It was, I was like, I must have overslept. I'm so rested. I feel so good. It can't possibly be before 5 o'clock. And then when I saw it was, I was so angry. Because I find that I argue with myself. Like, man, you got only six hours of sleep because you wake up so early and you couldn't fall asleep till say 1130 or midnight. So I try to go to bed around 10. That's mm -hmm. our rule in our house that we try to stick to is getting ready for bed at 930. My husband is a teacher. He gets up around 5, 515 and he likes to have time in the morning at school. And I respect that. I likes to make coffee and do that thing. I don't want to be in a school building that long, but he really loves his, loves his work and that's what he wants Nerd. to do. 
<laughs> nerd alert. Um, and so I have, you know, I've been with Caleb for 10 years. So it's also been, you know, once I was out of school, which was 2012, I met Caleb. So I've really never left a school schedule. I was mm-hmm. a teacher for six years. So I find that like, I kind of just rolled with it. When I left my job earlier, I did kind of play around with going to bed late, waking up later, but it didn't stick. I just have this early bird in me. So I try to go to bed around 10. I try to wake up around six. Some days it's earlier. Some days it's later. Thursdays. Let me tell you about Thursdays. Mm-hmm. I will let myself stay in bed oh, as yeah. long as I need to. I have one client in the morning and she's on central time. Like I kind of just know our routines are in sync. So I can be on that call by 8.57 and like be rested and ready. And I really appreciate that. Um, mm-hmm. There's so, so I do try to give myself some breaks because I am an all or nothing thinker when it comes to sleep. Like I will get, we'll get to that in a second, but like I do find that those all or nothing rules come up a lot for me. Um, I try a couple things that help me to go to sleep. Like I try to take a shower before bed. I always wash my face if I can just like be really diligent about these habits that like taking a shower before bed helps apparently lower your body temperature just a little bit and like get your body ready for sleep. Like a little baby in the bath. That's me. Mm-hmm. Like just mm-hmm. let me just float in, the, float in the bath a little bit. So I try to do things like that. Um, we turn off the overhead light and just use lamps. We just try to like get the light lower as we go. And then I just hit the pillow and call it call it quits. I do. I think I shared this. Did I share this with you or someone else? I don't think I told you. Do you know I change my pillowcase every night? I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's like a weird sleep routine I have, which is like mm. that just, I love the smell of the laundry detergent. I love the smell of something clean. And I also feel like it helps my skin a little bit. I was going to say, that could be like a, that's like a a little protection for you. It is. Like, it makes it you is. feel like you're like protecting your skin. Agreed. And I don't know with the dogs and their, their dander, um, you know, I'm allergic totally. to them. So it helps uh, eliminate a little bit there. Sleep is so precious to me. I never really had a problem sleeping throughout my life. But as I've gotten older, I would like struggle a little bit with waking up in the middle of the night or not being able to fall asleep because I was anxious. But generally speaking, I love sleep. It is something I protect fiercely. Like if I'm out past 11 on a regular night, I'm like, this is too late. I'm so past that time. (laughs) Bye bye. I got an email today, Lauren, and someone ended it with, my Uber is here. Gotta go. G2G. Love it. That's how I feel when it's bedtime. My Uber's here. Gotta go. <laughs> night night. Um, I love that you mentioned that you shower before bed because I don't let people get in my bed without showering. Yeah. Do we know how gross sheets are with dirty bodies? Gross. Some people are going to feel called out by this. I know it because I know people who are morning showers only. And I'm like, I'm a shower as needed person and it's needed every day minimally once. Minimally once, yes. With our line of work in gyms and in fitness, yes. With being a human being, I believe that that showering is important. But again, again, some people are not gonna some people are not gonna vibe with this PSA for me. But I love I love a shower before bed, and I also require a shower before bed. Scott will try try to be like sneaky, funny, haha sometimes, and he's also like it would only be if he had showered earlier in the day. But I'm like. I don't know because it's been past this many hours, so maybe you just get in real quick. <laughs> Can you just do a quick rinsey? Yeah, and by rinsey I mean use soap on your whole body. 
So your definition of sleep hygiene really emphasizes the hygiene. The hi- I, I don't, like, going to sleep without showering um, feels like... A call like a college vibe, like a dirty, drunk college vibe to me. <laughs> like I might as well be sleeping in my outside clothes. That's how serious it is for me. It's very serious. Like it's so serious for me. So um, I know strong opinions on that one. Wasn't expecting to get so worked up, but when you said you're like, I like to shower before bed. I'm like, like yeah, you do. Duh. Yeah, <laughs> you're not sleeping in my bed at my house without showering. <laughs> Um, I definitely slept at your house and didn't shower before I, I mean, went to bed. Like, is that that's okay? fine. It was it's, a, the guest, it was the, it's the guest room. Right. It's okay. the guest room. It's the okay. guest room. Got it, got and it, got also, it. like, it's your vibe. We're not sleeping, like, we're not sharing the bed. But, like, I was Scott, like, trying to tiptoe in, and I'm like, mm, 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 mm. I don't think so. Yeah, that's fair. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. So that's an all-or-nothing sleep thing for you, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Very much. Do you have other all-or-nothing sleep things? I don't think I have too many. I I feel like both of us like get very hot in the night. And I think a lot of people do. Like if you especially if you have like small kids, if you got a toddler, like they wake up like fully sweated and you're just like, <laughs> my God. Like what was going on? So I think that like again, having some little airflow, the the individual blankets has really helped with that because again, you can kick off your own blanket without disturbing the person next to you unless there is a 13 pound cat sitting on both blankets at the same time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I don't have a ton of all or nothing. It seems like the pillowcase is your all or nothing, which I think is hilarious. Mm. What a fun little fact. I know. I haven't, I realize that I'm not Pretty, I'm not that open about it. Another thing I don't I don't even engage with on social media is the top sheet drama. But our, mm. we are we are all or nothing top sheet people. Like we need bottom sheet, top sheet, and blanket. Oh, I saw this thing that I really think is appropriate to bring to your attention. But I'm afraid me- I am. It afraid. was a meme. It was a meme that said top sheets are extremely heterosexual. <laughs> And I was like, yeah, that's true. That's oh, man. True. Um, I don't I, I don't know. I got no love for a top sheet. I got no love for a top sheet. <laughs> I love the blanket in your house. I felt like I didn't need a top sheet. Well, you can have one because there's a ton of them in the closet. <laughs> can you imagine I'm changing the bed sheet? I'm adding a sheet and changing the pillowcase. Yeah, but you, won't, but you won't shower. <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. Yeah, yeah so top sheets, uh, I, I, I'm going to stand by the meme and say top sheets feel extremely heterosexual <laughs> to me. And I don't ascribe to them at all. It's not my religion. Um, but I love that for you because that's what's keeping the top sheets alive. Is, is us, yeah. But I just love the cooling feeling. I get that. But then, again, we're separate blanket people. So, like, how are we uh, set this blanket and top sheet? That doesn't make any sense. Two top sheets? <laughs> yeah, you're already at twin twin beds. Leave I was going to say, we're, we're going I Love Lucy. We're going separate beds. Yeah. And you know what? You know what? I thought about it. Have you ever, have the two of you ever slept in twin beds before? Like, separately? Yeah. <laughs> I like, was going to ever- say, have you ever gone somewhere and had to sleep in separate twin beds? 
Um, not had to, but like we have gone places where there's been two like full or queens, and we choose to sleep on her. I I sleep in the other room sometimes by myself when I want to. Um, which again, big big privilege and big big thing for me because I also didn't grow up always having my own room. Yeah. Um. So I love the idea of being able to go do my uh, little nighttime weirdo routines without even the possibility of disturbing Scott. And just like, what am I doing in there? I'm just like folding and refolding clothes that I'm never going to put away. Um, I'm just like, dee, dee, dee. it's like 1230 at night. <laughs> but that's, that's, that's how I vibe. So sometimes I will sleep in the other room and the sleep from the other room, the only person stressed out about that is not a person. It's doo-doo. And she has to go back and forth to check on both of us mm, all night long. And then night she's watch. exhausted the next day. But, um, other than that, we're good. It's nice. Scott will wake up. He'll be like, I missed you. And I'm like, yeah, but you slept really well. Yeah, right. Like, that's not something we're all or nothing about. But when we have to go to his parents' house and their extra room has twin beds, like, it's kind of a nice break <laughs> because we sleep like babies. Mm-hmm. It's so great. Um, it's Again, we're not all or nothing about it. We're not at a point where we would always sleep apart. I do know that there are couples that do that. And they, yeah, I think it's extremely, st- I think it's extremely stigmatized mm-hmm, because mm-hmm. people are like, that's like, uh, like not intimate or romantic or whatever. I'm like, what is intimate or romantic about me? Like literally like sawing wood or, like, <laughs> Scott, or Scott, like snoring or like one of us, like having to get up to go pee like a million times or like whatever, like. If you know you're not going to have a good sleep night, and there are some nights where I'm like, oh, I'm just, I feel like I'm going to be tossing and turning tonight. I feel like I need to have the extended time in the morning without even hearing him get out of bed. I'm going in the other room. The other room is painted black. Like It is yes. night-night central. Oh, it is so night-night in there. So <laughs> night-night. I think it's it's important to identify what are the stigmas around sleep and what are the things that maybe are keeping us from actually doing what's best for us. That's a real conversation. Like it isn't just candles and oils and melatonies. And I'm no. never calling it melatonin ever again. I need you to know that you're waiting for me to call it melatonin. Anyone listening, I'm not. They're Tony's. It's gonna be in on. the show. It's gonna be in the show <laughs> notes as that. And I hope everyone yeah just realizes that I, if you if you're you know looking to win a few Tonys, it's it's here. It's in this episode. So um, I wonder, Lauren, for the good of our listeners, are there other all or nothing sleep things that maybe are not helpful? Hmm. I'm trying to think of like what we're advertised, like the clickbait of sleep. But um, I don't I don't. I think there's a lot of like get better sleep things yeah. that go on that really they're like optimizing, 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 and not really building in that space for like nuance and for individuality. Like, like damn, you're even optimizing sleep. Like how, like how machine like like can't we just figure out what we yeah. what we do? I think the optimization is the all or nothing for so many of us. Like, oh, it could be better. I could have a sound machine. I could have a special lamp. I could have cooling blankets. I could have a mattress that stays cool. It just feels very gimmicky when it's something that your body typically can do without, um, can do without those things. I also recognize that sometimes 
for pe- a lot of my clients, they're like, well, I have to keep getting up to go to the bathroom in the middle of the night. And it's like, well, like, does that mean you have the worst, is, is, does that mean you have the worst night of sleep ever? Like, sometimes falling into this headspace of, I woke up, so it's not a good night of sleep. Mm. I'm snoring. It's not a good night of sleep. Like, it's, it's, it sounds so silly to say this out loud, but like, what are the positives of your sleep experience? It might not be completely wonderful every single night. There are nights I wake up, there are nights where I don't, but I can't spend the whole day brooding the fact that I had poor sleep or my whoop gave me a 3% recovery because I slept mm-hmm. four hours. And I used to do that. I would like sleep four hours and be like, I did this. I suck. I can't believe this. There's something wrong with me. Or like, um, I'm going to have a horrible day. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And you're like, might not. Like sometimes even me saying that like I have these weird, weirder sleep hours. Like, yeah. Like sometimes I can wake up or do wake up earlier and don't go back to sleep and have just like a fun little be bopping around day. Like, yeah. you know, it's not, it's not the worst thing. And like you're saying, it's very much like a over time, right? Like when we talk about snoring, like you can have little like soft, you know, honk yeah. shoes, if you will. Um, <laughs> I will. Oh, I will. And little me, 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 me. But um, <laughs> like, yeah, if that's like a collective issue and it comes down to the fact that you have sleep apnea, like that's something we need to know about. And there are ways to like, create a better sleep environment for you if you have sleep apnea but like (laughs) it might you might not find that out in like seven magic days like it's gonna take more time it's a it's a collective thing like you have to look at the bigger picture when it comes to this yeah completely if you get caught up in the minutia of every single day you actually won't see those patterns because you're so fixated on each night instead of saying well what's happening this month oh like i'm grieving I'm changing jobs. I moved. Like we're not. My kid's at... sleep cycle has changed. Like... <laughs> yes, my cat's sleep cycle has changed. Right. You know, whatever it might be. I will also. I will take this space to say, folks who struggle with sleep apnea, it seems like the CPAP machine. Well, one, there's shortages of supplies and ways to make the CPAP. There's also shortage of folks who assess for sleep apnea, like health professionals in that specific field. So I know I've had a lot of clients struggling with having untreated sleep apnea. Mm. And when they finally get their CPAP, they actually start sleeping and they have a weird stigma about it. It's not weird. It's, it's completely understandable. But I just feel like we should name here that devices that help you sleep and, and support your airway and your breathing like are great, are good. Breathing is great. Yes. 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 Totally. I and I I hear you on that because I feel like there is like a maybe like a little bit of an eye roll or a side eye about mm-hmm. like a CPAP or a sleep device in general. Um or just like, you know, people who grind their teeth and wear a mouth guard. Like yeah, <laughs> there's right. like a bu- there's a bunch of things that like w- would probably be considered extremely uh, unsexy things that we do before we go to sleep and like yeah, so we can wake up and be, like, our truest sexy selves in the morning. Um, hey, so, right. wouldn't so, that be great? <laughs> so, you know, sometimes you got to, like, Scott's got the retainer, you know, we got the whole thing going on. It's, like, it, it is what it is, and I think it's, like you said, it's super important. But those things are patterns. They're not, like, an one-night <laughs> situation. You're not, like, oh, I have sleep apnea or, oh, I have insomnia. They are, like patterns that you can find out and then discuss with the proper healthcare professionals in your life. 
Yeah, absolutely. I hope that that was needed. I'm sure someone needed to hear that and just have that stored in your mind that it's okay for those things to happen. And it's not necessarily that you need to lose 40 pounds and try some melatonin. It is potentially Tony's. <laughs> I said it. Uh, it could be that you need that support and like who it's okay to need support to do the one thing that also is like driving how your body functions. That would be okay. Um, yes. So speaking of function, we're going to share some functional, helpful sleep hygiene tips. I'd like to give a little shout out to my dietetic intern. Her name is Shalay, and she took it upon herself to share some of this information with us so we can share it with you. Um, we have uh, four or five different sleep hygiene tips, and we'll riff on them a little bit. Uh, mm -hmm. The number one thing that we talked about earlier was schedule. And so maintaining mm -hmm. a consistent sleep schedule has a lot to do with paying attention to your circadian rhythm. And the average length of the circadian rhythm is 24.25 hours, like 24 and a quarter hour. But it does change for people who tend to stay up later and those who go to bed earlier. So like there is some rhythm, some shift there for people like me and people like Lauren. So all that to say, we are allowed to be different and have different sleep schedules. Yes, and I like, again, my sleep schedule is not maybe the norm, but it's very consistent. Right, and I think that's the whole point of sleep hygiene is like, it's consistent. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. It, is it's, you know, you have that like regular rhythm. If you went to bed early, would you fall asleep? I did it the other night, but it was because my anxiety was really bad. <laughs> okay, so <laughs> so I'm like, so I'm like, again, I'm like, I need extra hours to not be conscious. Um, <laughs> I think I'll go to bed. Yeah, what did you say that reality is a horror movie? Is that what you said? It's a, it's a horror show out here. I'm going to sleep. <laughs> I am going to sleep. But yeah, I think that like, no, I can. And then I sometimes I'll just get the. I'll just grab those extra hours. Like I'm not probably going to wake mm. up much earlier. Um, like naturally I like waking up at the time I wake up. Yeah. But... Well, that's good that you, you know that you have your rhythm and when you need it, you're going to take it. I'm happy for you. <laughs> happy for you to escape the horror show whenever possible. <laughs> me, 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 me. Things are great in here. <laughs> um, Crafting a nightly routine is another great tip uh, for for developing and uh, solidifying your sleep hygiene. Mm -hmm. It has to be a routine that you like and a routine that you love, kind of like the morning routine piece that we talked about. And I know that there's the piece on blue light decreasing your melatonin production. I don't wear blue light <laughs> glasses. Like, I don't go to that extent, but I do try to to minimize my screen time before bed. Is that something you find is helpful for you? Or are you going to bed with TikTok? You're giggling already. I'm an absolute goblin and I'm still alive. <laughs> like, I'm still alive. Like, I feel like this is the perfect example of like some of these things like trying to be touted as like rules and regulations. Mm -hmm. And I'm just like, <laughs> I just told you I'm playing Duolingo down to the wire. And then after that, I'm turning on like Schitt's Creek or some home renovation show and falling asleep on my keyboard. Right. Like, <laughs> it's like, oh, okay. Good night. Let's shut that baby down. But yeah, I do notice, like I do, again, I'm very light sensitive. So if I am in a place where I feel like I haven't been getting restful sleep, I do put those regulations on myself, but more, those, those things more kick in in the morning for me, not mm. in the evening. Um, and I do have a little routine, but we talked about it a couple episodes back, it's flexible. So like, if I'm not 
feeling good or great or like, you know, I'm in pain, I'm tired, whatever. Those routine things are flexible, but they still happen. Like they still happen. Yes. Um, Would you say that you like your nighttime routine? Yeah. I mean, I think that we like it enough that it's fairly consistent, right? Like I come upstairs before Scott so that I get to use like the bathroom and do all my nighttime routine in the bathroom before he comes up. So then he can do his because he actually has a nighttime routine, which I think is hilarious um he's a very routine person clearly yeah I mean it's started with his morning routine yeah 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 Mm -hmm. he totally is a very like he's a creature of habit and finds that comfort and then I'm already like in bed and like you know doo-doo is on my lap and everything like that and she's she is a big she plays a huge role in my going to bed and waking up routine because Mm. she she mostly wakes me up Sure. I'm sure a lot of pet owners and even parents can can understand that, that like your animals, your people, uh, they will alert you that it's time for you to wake up for me. (laughs) Oh, yeah. But she is she is a queen. She will wake she will wake Scott up for food, go downstairs and eat and come back up for me. Oh, she lets me sleep. So I love that. But yeah, um, you've talked a, a little bit about your night. I mean, I learned a lot about your nighttime routine just from that pillowcase and the top sheet. Like, <laughs> I'm reeling. <laughs> <laughs> but do you feel like you like your nighttime, nighttime routine? Because you and Scott tend to kind of be like a little bit more on the same wavelength with your routine. Yeah. Yeah, I for sure like it, and I get hyper defensive about it, like a chihuahua. Mm. Like, yes! so when it's when it's off, yeah, you feel some I, type of uh, way. Yeah, and I think that's part of my perfectionism and all or nothing that I'm continuously, eternally working to unlearn um, and to challenge. That I can still have a good night's sleep if I miss a couple steps in my routine. You mm. are so good about being flexible and open-minded and that's something I'm working on adapting. I think I've I gotten... have to, otherwise <laughs> I won't do it. Well, that's the whole point of a routine, right? It's like consistency isn't doing it every day. It's it's a system that you can pick up without strain, right? Like without too much pressure. So I've kind of identified what are the things that work best for me and crafting that into a routine has been a blessing and Caleb is along for the ride which I appreciate like he doesn't have his nightly skincare routine he's definitely not changing a pillowcase I mean this oh guy my God. Scott does have a skincare routine that's what I'm saying this may like yeah he he's also has it. like a he has like a lay on the floor and stretch thing that he does oh my <laughs> he's so flexy he just like he's like I'm like what are you doing he's like I'm laying on the floor what do you think it's my lay on the floor time yeah, I've been stretching while we watch TV at night around like eight thirty or nine. So like, I, it is I start my sleep routine pretty early in the evening and just like work my way there. Because one thing I realized, and that's a lot of what this research was about, is that it's not about sleep; it's about relaxation, and it's about mm-hmm. getting my brain as far away from my work, Instagram, from my platform for talking to clients, like getting myself away from that, so I can start preparing to rest. Because otherwise, I'm gonna be a crap dietitian in the morning. It's like, I'd rather be rested. So if that's one thing I can kind of look at this from a zoom, a zoom out type of lens and say, well, clearly this isn't just about sleep. It's about creating a nice calm environment for me to fall asleep. So yeah, I think I like my routine. I always mm-hmm. want it to be like, Oh, it doesn't need to be better. Like I do find that little voice in my head sometimes, but honestly it's doing just fine for me. Yeah. It's maintaining you to this point and things will change and it'll change. Yes. Um, 
all, all of the above. Um, another hygiene recommendation that is, you know, backed by Harvard research here is creating an optimal sleep environment. We did talk about <laughs> pillows and bedding. I already, yes, we already talked about bedding and sheets, but like even a mattress, like I kind of forget mm, about like, love my mattress. You need a good mattress Oof, to fall asleep. Uh, would you like to share about your mattress? I know it was like a whole journey for you to find the right mattress. I know. And I just feel like I love, I loved my old mattress, which is the one that you like passed out on. In the oh, guest room. yes. That was a great right. mattress. They just, they serve very different needs in our life. The, the guest room mattress is the mattress that's more, it's more soft. It's a little like night, night princess mattress. <laughs> and then the mattress that we have in our room is like a little bit firmer and just like I, when my body is so sore from working out, like I need to be supported. Like yeah. I don't want, I don't want shit flying everywhere because I'm like, no, I must go into a miniature coma to heal these muscles. <laughs> like, <laughs> so, so like, I want to be feeling super supported. And I think that, I think knowing that, um, there's like, you know, that ongoing joke, like our mattress stores just fronts for places, but like <laughs> that that's so real. So many of us grew up with never having a great mattress. Mm -hmm. um, in my case, uh, there was a lot of hand-me-down furniture and mattresses. Yes, same here. Um, and so having a new mattress was a big deal. And um, finding something that worked for both of us was a big deal. Again, Scott's needs much lower. Um, but I think that like I'm hype on having something that I'm comfortable with. And I'm really big on folks like being able to find that for themselves when and if they can, because it like, it makes a huge difference for it me. It does. Yeah. I mean, that is the environment upon which you sleep. And then all of the other things, bedding, pillows, uh, scents, all that kind of stuff like that is your positive sleep space. I mm. will tell you something. Yeah. I thought I was the princess plush mattress girl. Mm -hmm. And then I went to, um, I was in Italy, um, it was staying in an apartment for a friend's wedding for about a week and she was having a wedding in Lake Como and there wasn't any air conditioning cause that's not something they have. So I was already like, okay, I'm kind of just going to go with this window vibe and hope that there's a cool breeze and bless it. There was. And then I sat on the mattress. I was there for about four days by myself and it was the firmest mattress. It was like a board. And I was mm -hmm. almost like beside myself. I was like, You're how? Like, this is never going to work. Never. Well, there, you know, me and my sleep routine, I was like, oh my gosh, I'm not going to get sleep. I'm going to have baggy eyes. I'm going to feel exhausted. I'm not going to be able to go travel around by myself because I'm not going to like stay awake on the ferry. Like I was ruminating so hard about not getting enough sleep. And then I woke up the next day and I thought to myself, I have been lied to. Firm mm -hmm. mattresses are where it's at. Oh my God. And then wait, 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 wait. So Caleb and I have been sleeping in the same bed for 10 years, right? He got on the mattress in the same thing. He's, how are you sleeping on this? Oh my God, we're not going to sleep. And I said, just wait. He woke up the next day and was like, oh. <gasps> We need this mattress. We need this mattress in our house. And it Where was... can we find a, a board with a little <laughs> tiny bit of padding? It's like four cotton balls on plywood. It is like not a lot. But I felt so supported. 
and I could mm-hmm. kind of sleep like we didn't talk about sleep positions, which I think we mm. should. But I slept like kind of like I was like a saint in a coffin. Like that's what I told. I, that's what I'm telling you. I need to go. I need to go back and yeah, like I need to be vampire status. Like <laughs> like I'm being studied. Like I need to. I'm like on the slab. And so that's how I can feel. <laughs> that's how I feel <laughs> on my mattress. <laughs> And this is an advertisement for my mattress. <laughs> Hello, is this mattress firm? I need a bed that makes me feel like a cadaver. <laughs> I don't want to be around. I don't want to be conscious. <laughs> this world is a horror show. <laughs> wow, this is the first episode I'm openly crying on. Um, this is not a go. cry for help. I'm okay. <laughs> this is just a cry for a really firm mattress sponsorship. <laughs> Yes. I'm oh, interested man. to hear what people have feedback because you're right. Ooh. Like, I think the, the plush things, like, first of all, when you're little, that mattress is like, what is it made of? <laughs> Fucking bags that you got from a store stuffed in a sock. Yeah. It's, it's like straight marshmallow fluff. Yeah. Yeah. So like you grow up with that and they're like, this is a transitional bed that will go till she's like, 17. Like, <laughs> bed can turn into a bed for a grown-up i swear to god i wish i was making this up what is um, it and a that's power a- ranger like <laughs> it goes from a car to an suv um no but like i swear so i think that like growing up in like growing up in the trenches mattress wise like you know you're you like learn some things and that's why that's why I said my mattress in, in my room is a little bit like firmer and that's why I'm, it's like supporting. Like I don't need to be moving around and I don't need to be fighting to like pull myself out of the mattress. Right, right. And I find that it's so hard to get out of our bed currently because okay, not, well, we gotta not, upgrade. not physically, but just it feels like it's hugging me. It's sucking mm-hmm. me in. And we always look at each other in the morning and we're like, oh, it's so hard to get out. Yeah, I'm like... Hello, my bed's like pushing me out. <laughs> That's a nice kick in the ass. I love that. You're awake. So all that to say, a mattress is just one part of your sleep environment. And blackout curtains, white noise machines, fans, music, all that stuff can also be really helpful. Figuring out the best temperature for you that you can also afford is, you know, a nice, uh, a nice avenue to study. I will say that one of the fun facts from Chalet is that a cooler sleep environment does help lower the body temperature, which helps with melatonin production naturally so that you get deeper sleep and ideally better quality sleep. So if you are able to like, I know it's hard for any of our folks uh, in menopause, you know, you're not, you can put the AC down as low as you want. You are still sweating, but if you can, it's an create, internal thing. if you can work on the external thermostat and create that sleep environment, um, that's a huge part of sleep hygiene. Hygiene is the environment. Um, another, well, no, but our second to last one here is healthy daytime habits. When I shared with my Instagram following that eating breakfast in the morning was the, like the kick for your circadian rhythm to help you have better sleep. I mean that people were like, I'm done. I'll eat breakfast now. 
People were so committed to getting better sleep. They're like, oh, that means I'll eat in the morning and that's how I could help myself get ready for bed and fall asleep. I'm done. And I'm like, that's an it's interesting so, It's win. so wild how like all of these environments are so connected. Yeah. Um, and we're talking, you know, we talked about hydration. We're talking about, we talk about food all the time. We're talking about sleep, but like they've been parsed up and like sold to us in so many different ways that it's hard to think of them as connected. And you saying yeah. that as well, it's like difficult for like people are realizing how interconnected these things are right right beyond like avoiding caffeine and not drinking (laughs) like people kind of know that like okay you will fall asleep faster with alcohol but you won't stay asleep so like i think people learn that as they go poison (laughs) your body's doing a lot of work trying to detoxify that and the caffeine is also independent like i can drink caffeine at eight o'clock and still go to bed at 10 same with scott yeah, like everybody's different. Uh, what is also important about circadian rhythm is going outside. Do you get morning light? Um, dep- it really depends. Like I, I definitely notice when I'm outside earlier, when we take our walks earlier, that I feel it. And especially as someone who's like a sad sufferer, you know, like yeah, I try to prioritize. Yeah. A little bit time of time on like the back stoop. Scott likes to go out. Um, you know the girls are always in the sun, but yeah. that's one. And exercise is on here, and I think that it's important to say that exercise or like movement can be good for sleep. And if you're doing it too late, it can disrupt your yep, sleep. Absolutely. Yeah, so. late late night, even late walking, late running. If I go to a late gym class, I mean, I'm committed to like 11:30 bedtime at that point because I do find it like revs me up. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's you know it's nice to get that movement and that sunshine earlier in the day because it's telling your body like now's the time to be active. Yeah, right? totally. I think that um, I've I've found a way to like definitely balance that but if it's like too much at night i'm gonna be wired (laughs) yep i feel that you on the trampoline in your basement i don't see that going well at eight o'clock nine o'clock at night yeah no have you had trampoline time lately as a side no i i was gonna say i actually gifted that to a friend who has a child who needed trampoline and loved it Oh, that's great. Yeah, my heart was very happy because I'm like, okay, uh, this was one of the children that I previously nannied. So I'm like, yes, put them on there. (laughs) (laughs) Give them a little bounce, would you? It's such a good, it's such a good way of like, you know, moving energy. And I think that like, um, it's a stim, you know? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, So I think that like anything like that can bring a lot of comfort and and as much as sometimes they might feel a little big like the gestures may feel a little big um for that person it's like really down regulating them so when it comes to like sleep and stuff like that i know i post that video of like the like a goblin (laughs) under the under the sheet but like i my energy definitely does like a last hurrah before bed sometimes Mm -hmm. and i think that like it's just trying to get out before you can like chill out um so yeah like if you have um little stims that you do before bed keep doing them if they work yeah so my stand-up comedy routine that i do in bed every night that's oh, my, yeah. that's my stim caleb hates it it's an audience yeah. it's an audience of zero yeah so i'm like scott do you want to talk about our retirement plans 
No. What happens, or what happens if there's a house fire? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's, no. And he, he's like done for. Also, again, exposing his sleep a little bit more, but Scott is a sleep talker and sometimes potentially sleep walker. Mm. Um, oh, my God. It's, it shouldn't, no one I'm partnered with should have this quality because I will take full advantage of it. Like, I think that's hilarious where I'm like, do you think if one time, like, I'm just making up these scenarios and I know he'll answer. I'm like, he could sign it. He could sign a contract. Like I could get a post, I could get a post nuptial agreement that says I literally get everything and he's going to sign it. He will move his hand to sign it. Um, so yeah, I've only caught him. I caught him sleepwalking. I think twice in this house since we've been here. Yeah, really? Does he go down the stairs? Mm-hmm. Oh my god, that's so scary. I know. And then he'll like it's like The Sims. It's like he'll go down <laughs> staring at a wall. And the, yeah, like he'll just be in like like uh like low power mode. And I'm like, hmm. And you're not <laughs> supposed to wake people up. But I'm like, no. what do you mean you can't wake him up? He walked down the damn stairs. <laughs> He ain't awake already? Like, how am I supposed to know? But, like, I can tell because sometimes, like, <laughs> he'll end up in the other room. And he'll go to oh sleep in the God. other Like, the couple times it's been, like, he either ends up on the couch or in the other room. And then he wakes up not knowing that he's in there. And, like, not knowing that he got up and went in there. Oh, wow. Love that. Wow. So fascinating to me. Not, not the partner you want. Not I'm not the partner you, you want know. for sleepwalking. Well, do you remember in the pandemic that absolute it was definitely not a trend but it became its own niche of sleepwalking videos the sleepwalking talks Mm -hmm. oh my gosh and they're so funny but you're also just like this is terrible like what's what they're doing what they're crying about what they're screaming about like they're like having a dream you know scott has screamed before too yeah because they're like living through a dream and you're just watching it from the outside it's kind of scary apparently when he had a roommate he at one point went into his roommate's room like in the night (laughs) and stood in the doorway it's like a it's like a horror movie stood in the doorway and like his roommate was like interrogating him and he just went ah and then like walked away like screamed and then walked away and had no recollection of it Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So it is so wild to me. And that's what I'm saying. Like our, my before bed comedy show is like, he, there is an audience. He's just not conscious at all. <laughs> He's like, yeah, babe, that does sound great. Like it's on, it's like an auto reply. <laughs> it's the voicemail box. You yeah. reached the voicemail box. Of, totally. Yeah. It totally is. Great. Well, beautiful. Um, I think this episode can be summed up with this very last strategy and tip, which is to be patient and kind with yourself. When you are prioritizing your sleep hygiene, it obviously can't be stressful or it defeats the purpose of rest. So (laughs) allow the, the deviations of life to happen. Give yourself some grace and celebrate whatever small victory you can. Like when I can sleep eight or nine hours, I make a point to be like, you did that. You set yourself up. Nice job. And it kind of creates an environment where if I can do that again, that feels really good. And it's okay if I can't replicate a perfect If you can't, you've done it at least one time. Yeah. Yeah. I get a participation trophy for that. Yeah. I think that my my, uh, words to you earlier would be my words to everyone is like, it's going to constantly be changing. I think a lot of people are 
you know, if you're in between jobs or you're switching jobs, if you have a child of various ages because kids have needs around around their own sleep schedules that are completely independent of yours and really impact yours. Um, I just think there are so many reasons why sleep may not look perfect or be perfect. And I think just knowing that it's constantly going to change is like, okay. Like it's, right. It's a right. phase. And it's a great antidote for the clickbait uh, anxiety we might get, which is like, are you tossing and turning all night? Did you know that's going to raise your cortisol and lead to increased belly fat? Like, you know, it just gets so out of control so fast. And then when you can reel it back and say, wait a minute, this is a stage of my life. I'm going through something really difficult. Maybe you're managing newly understood trauma. Like whatever you might be going through, your sleep hygiene can't just be the band-aid for all of your problems. <laughs> right. So it's okay. And sometimes our issues are temporary. Sometimes it's a new stage of your life. What if you're taking care of your parents, taking care of a sick relative? Like there will be eras of your life where your sleep doesn't become the thing that you you know share about on Instagram like oh I did this and I'm so great at that like Optimus Prime sleep <laughs> Power Ranger sleep yeah <laughs> race car bed yeah beep, beep. <laughs> on that beep beep and that me 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 me's I think me-me's. we can wrap up this week's episode which was a, I would say a very honest conversation about sleep. I would like to end this honest conversation about sleep with your preferred sleeping position. Mm. I'm it's 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 all over the place. Really? So I'm not I'm not consistent. Um best sleep, I think, again, corpse corpse sleep. Um cadaver girl. Yeah, cadaver girl. But like what happens is all over. Like, I'm like a side pillow hugger. Uh, I will throw a leg out to the side and be on my belly, mm-hmm. which is very unpopular. Um, like, you know, they'll be like, you, again, 10 years off your life if you sleep on your stomach. You're like, okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but, like, I've been really going for going for slab sleep recently. And I feel like I get better sleep if I could try to maintain that. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, I think there could be a future for you, Cadaver Cuties. You know, mm. it could create some sort of brand, some sort of. Uh, click, I'm gonna do a. Co- I'm gonna do a coaching. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Cadaver Cutie coaching. It is your next step to dreamy mm-hmm. princess sleep. Relax the space between your eyebrows. Mm. Don't sleep on one side, which is again, we can get into that later. But like, uh, that's part of like the whole thing. Anyway, yes, how do you sleep? I, Are you a side uh, sleeper? I am the heaviest belly sleeper there ever was. <gasps> See? And I do the leg pop out too. Mm-hmm. Um, which I was told by someone at Mattress Firm that that is equivalent to sleeping on your side. Okay. It was like a, because of that. It wasn't like you're in a face in the pillow. But I have a client that she sleeps face in pillow on her belly, like arms down at her sides. And I just love that. It's like a hot dog. Um. <laughs> I love that. I love that too. That's fascinating to me. And I think that, again, this just proves that there's like no one right way. Like I feel like there's been a lot of stigma on like sleep position for a long time. And I think it's so funny to hear because I, yeah. I wake up in different spaces all the time. And then in the morning I'm 
me, 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 because doo-doo is the little spoon, so. Yeah, I mean, all of this drama about the sleep position and how it it's going to wrinkle your, your skin on your chest, it's going to cause this, you know, issue with wrinkles on your face, it's like, well, let me just get some freaking sleep like you know what's gonna cause me to have more issues is like being (laughs) sleep deprived because i'm trying to be like a mummy right right well we're awaiting your uh your coaching services i'm sure Mm -hmm. there will be a clickbait ad in our future for that yes Yes. stay tuned um speaking of stay tuned lauren our next Mm -hmm. episode is kind of getting into this you know, holiday time. This is your idea of an episode. Can you t- give us a little brief summary of what is our next episode going to be about? Yeah, I think our next episode could almost be entirely clickbait. But It is, yes, yes. <laughs> but some of it is going to be stuff we want. So it's like the, the gadgets and gizmos mm-hmm. aplenty uh, episode where we're going to just kind of pick out some of the top, you know, there's always a list that comes out, like what to get the whoever person in your life right we're gonna look at it we're gonna see what do we get these people for the holidays and i'm excited because every year it's something new and more extreme so we're gonna bring some of the gadgets and gizmos that you've heard of maybe some that are new cutting edge Mm -hmm. we'll go the full price range with it which i'm excited because some things may be very inexpensive and some things may be so costly where <laughs> nobody's going to get them. Yeah, we're going um, way beyond the Sharper Image catalog, y'all. Yes. What, what's the other place? It's in the mall. Um, anyway. <laughs> what's the anyway. other place? I don't know. Radio Shack? <laughs> what's another store? Can anyone say another store? Um, so I'm ex- I'm super excited because every year I'm one of those people who's like very hard to buy for and then I will end up like I will end up looking on this list for myself <laughs> to tell other people what to buy me. So we're going to help you out and we'll maybe we'll crack jokes on every single one because there's probably going to be um but also maybe some gadgets that we like. Yeah, I would love a gadget I like. I'm I'm a quick like, oh, I think I want that, and then I'm like, uh, that's not worth it. Like I will back out of a gadget. Maybe this is the year I commit to saying this is the one I want. We'll see. Okay, I'm gonna try and uh, bring it. I'm I'm really pumped. And y'all, if you have ideas, it's not too late. Share them. It will be great to hear your thoughts. And definitely our patrons on Patreon, we will be asking you for your suggestions for gizmos and gadgets for this holiday season. Yes. Yeah. So on that I'm note, excited. we are going to wrap up this episode. A friendly reminder that wherever you listen to us, please feel free to hit us with a sweet, lovely five-star review. We are enjoying your written reviews. They are such a sweet thing uh, for us to kind of go through and feel the love and know that you are enjoying this. We also appreciate any feedback on anything from topics to sound quality to anything. We love hearing that you are listening and that you care enough to share your thoughts. So we appreciate that. And we will be seeing you next time. Bye. Bye.